0: I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at macyscom dot own your style.
1: Imagine a sharp, stabbing pain on your skin. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash can interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today.
2: You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
0: So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. So the Met Ball was, so okay, so the Met Ball came and went, and um, it brings up so many conversations for so many people. First of all, Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court happened on the same night, which obviously wasn't intentional. I just don't think that this would even be on their radar, but it's something that a lot of people were thinking about because it's a very heated issue uh, on a night that I wonder if it's superficial you know i mean we can't only talk about issues and ukraine and we can't only talk about things that are depressing us in the world politics poverty things like that but i wonder where the line is i'm always wondering where the line is because so the met ball isn't that on my radar like i really it has really not much to do with me i mean i know some of the people that go and it seems so far away and so um, otherworldly to so many of us. I mean, maybe many of you think that it's not otherworldly to me because I've been on red carpets, but I promise you I've never been comfortable on a red carpet. When I first started out, I was in Sundance and I had a boyfriend who was a very well-known photographer, still is, And he used to put me on the red carpets and tell the photographers to take pictures of me. I was a natural food chef. I had been on The Apprentice. Nobody cared. I was nobody. And I remember them saying, like, work it. The photographers and him, just work it. And it seems embarrassing, even in front of them. And they want you to work it. The photographers want you to work it for them. They want you to give them what they came for. But I always felt so self-conscious about that because it's so inauthentic. And it's even between me and that camera, even though the people that would buy magazines would buy more if you work it, it just always felt weird. It's not me. So if you ever look at any picture of me, I am not working it. I'm just standing there trying to look good and elegant. And frankly, so many times I've gone and uh there have been times that I've gone to an event with Bryn and 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 done my own makeup and then felt like, oh God, why did I that look like shit. Uh, or my hair and because even though it was just a kids event the photographers put this these pictures everywhere so then you're self-conscious about that there have been times when I've gotten really great glam but like the person wasn't as good as I thought and then I leave and or my bra strap was showing or my hair was I had a hair flying up and then you went all that way and you, you got dressed and you went to this event and you took these pictures and you tried hard this time you got the glam and you still screwed up So when I tell you that I think that it looks like a lot of pressure, way more than you can imagine, it is. Like, I watch Addison Rae, who's fairly new at this in the world, right, put her hands up like she was this angel at the Met Ball, like, just, you know, like Jesus on the cross so they could get the right picture of her. And um, Vanessa Hudgens had these massive, like, black angel wings, and you've got to come there to perform, so I think about the theatrics, and I I know that it's not that on my radar, and it's been going on for years when it was even way less on my radar, but I think the origin of the event, so it's the I think it's the Costume Institute, it's the Met Ball. I mean, it's obviously about fashion. It's celebrating fashion. It has a theme every year, and um, a host every year, a co-host with Anna Wintour, who's iconic, and I would love to have her on here in the HBIC, of all HBICs, because um, she's had that, cutthroat job for ever but it doesn't it used to seem like people would dress elegant and look at the theme and there was like a respect in a way now it seems like a fucking circus like it actually seems like the circus institute you know for fashion because it doesn't some people really seem like they're they know what it is. They feel comfortable in it. It's part of their DNA. And they're there sort of doing it properly, which could be superficial in and of itself. So I will say Blake Lively, who I think is the most incredible style icon besides Haley Bieber in the world, like ever. I, I don't, I mean, I'm including like Audrey Hepburn, who's phenomenal. Like I think Blake Lively is a game changer fashion wise because she's still a mom. She doesn't seem desperate. So, Blake Lively shows up in this gown that I initially didn't love that much. I thought it's like a rose gold mirror y type of gown. I don't totally get it or bronze. Like, I didn't really get it. I needed a minute, right? Which I love. I love that, like, I needed a minute, you know, to really understand it because that happens with the best songs we, we love. So, then I'm watching all night and I'm watching her makeup, which my friend Christopher Buckle did, and her emerald earrings just like reflecting. And then the people from the fashion house, which this is a whole ordeal. Like You're allowed to stop before you even let a photographer take a picture of you and like everybody makes sure that the picture that's hanging on the wall there for everyone to see is going to be what it's supposed to be. So I love that because I don't do that on red carpets. I feel uncomfortable like, oh, hi everyone. I'm gonna now put my dress a certain way and put my Angelina Jolie through the slit forward in a very intentional way. For you, But that's what you have to do. And maybe one time I'll do that. But I just I'm not good at that. So back to Blake, her designer teams, her design team comes up and they take this dress and they unsnap it and they pull her gloves off. And it has evolved from this bronze into this sort of like, you know, Ariel of the sea blue, which I guess it it represents the oxidization of Grand Central, which and and her dress had like the stellar, the constellation from the ceiling in there. And it's like a reflection of New York and glamour and like that's a theme, but she also still was elegant. Like she, she was theatrical. That was by nature theatrical. The dress turned into something else. There was a big pomp and circumstance with the people. Uh, it, it evolved, but she maintained that respect and the elegance of this event. That is what I think of it as we think of it as the Met gala. It's a ball. Like she was at a ball you know? And Rihanna, when she has her headdress, and it's, like, unbelievable, and it even, even though it is, like, to the hilt of theatrical, it's still like a ball. I can't explain it. Um, And I just feel like... Many people have just chosen to use it as a way to one up other people and get more attention. Look at me. All that matters is that I did it bigger and more outrageous and more outlandish than everybody else, versus riding that line and also like respecting what it originally was intended to be. But, you know, I think I think that, you know, Kim Kardashian every year takes chances. Um, last year, in dressing and covering, com- being completely covered, was it was, was a fascinating risk, and she 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 took it over. And this year, it was way more subtle. It's ironic because she's wearing one of the greatest icons in in entertainment and American history, Hollywood, you know, wise like starlet wise. She wore her dress, Marilyn Monroe's dress, but it had an understated elegance to it. You know, it seemed almost like because of her relationship, she wasn't going over the top in that way and needing to, you know, take it all over. It was a slightly more understated. I I have no idea if that was intentional because wearing Marilyn's dress is certainly an attention grabber. Um, and, and, And I think she always nails it. I think she's stunning. I think she looked amazing. I think losing 16 pounds to fit into Marilyn's dress I I mean, I get it. You're preparing for a role. This is a role. You're on stage. I get her choice. I mean, I don't get it because I literally eat the same way on Christmas Day as I do putting on an outfit. But I think that saying that publicly was a mistake. I think that young girls hang on every word she says, look at everything she does. And we can't keep pretending that this is all just inspirational and aspirational because the people that they're influencing skew young. You know, she does hit the moms, which I do too. But the moms have eating disorders too, you know, and the kids get the messaging from the moms. So, like, whether she's speaking to tweens, 20s, or moms, across the board, saying you lost 16 pounds the year before or that year that she looked amazing in that wet outfit that she, like, I don't know, had to, like, tie her waist, you know... And And the thing is, they don't care, and they certainly don't care what i I think. I, I hope you care what I think, or I hope I, I care what you think, because we all dance around it because they are the the, the Car Kennedys, you know, they're the Car Kennedys, the most powerful family in this country that has made so much money. It's undeniable, most influential. I mean this is undeniable, you know um, And it's not responsible to tell young kids that you lost 16 pounds for, you know, a costume. They are all so impressionable. My daughter just came into my drawer 10 minutes ago and said to me, is that the glitter lip balm? And I was like, which one? And she's like, oh, the Tom Ford one. It's all over TikTok. Like, that's a dumb lip gloss that she thinks is better than another one, which I already said on TikTok. Like, many of these things are the same as they are in Ulta. She doesn't know the difference. She's 11. So 11-year-olds don't know the difference, you know, in when, or 14-year-olds. And if it's, they think they can lose 16 pounds in two weeks for a formal for a bat mitzvah, for a sweet 16, for whatever. So, you know, that's where the line, the line is interesting. And, you know, whenever there's a big article on people that buy followers, it's, you know, it's certain people. It's Miley Cyrus. It's, um, I forgot who the other people are. It's always the Kardashians. Many of the Kardashians that have bought many of their followers. Um, they get caught all the time about filtering and airbrushing. So we're telling kids you should pretend you look like something you don't look like very often. So other people think it's what you look like. You should, you know, it's, it's acceptable to lose an extreme amount of weight, 5% of your body weight, you know, in a, in a, in a week or two, like the messages we have are putting out have to be responsible, especially when you're on a big stage like that. I just, you know, the lines keep getting crossed. How do you tell your kids? Like, you look good enough. You're beautiful enough. You're beautiful just the way you are. You're beautiful natural. How do we tell our kids that they're beautiful and natural and that they don't need any of this stuff if what they're watching is lose weight immediately? Filter yourself. Make yourself any 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 anything you want. Make yourself as thin as you want, as tan as you want, as blushed as you want, as, as, as flawless as you want, as small of a waist as you want. I mean, it's just gotta be wrong. So... That's where the line is. I think that Haley Bieber is like another Blake Lively, but just more cool, you know? She nailed it. Her look was stunning and beautiful, and she understands the assignment. Blake, La- Blake Lively understood the... Yeah, here's what I'm rating the assignment. The assignment for the Met Gala is to adhere to the theme in some way that's meaningful, not in some nuanced, bizarre, fortune cookie way that you, you, you just... Uh, interpreted like some way that people could actually understand you respect the event that it is and the elegance and and the homage to fashion that it is uh you deserve like you've sort of earned the right to be there like you just don't seem overly competitive or desperate or thirsty or uncomfortable in your own skin there like you just that's what I'm rating it on. I think, I think Haley Bieber understood the assignment. I, I think, don't get mad at me. I don't know who Normani is. Whoever Normani is, she looked amazing. She looked beautiful. Um, I think Vanessa Hudgens was theatrical, but you know she needed that moment. I think that that was like a big moment for her, and people choose to do different things with that moment. But there's nobody, Blake Lively is untouchable. Untouchable, in my opinion. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's gift finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day.
2: Snag a job is where America goes to hire
1: Right Rug Flooring.
0: Something has come to my attention. It's something I've seen a lot. So um, I do these sort of just uh, beauty videos on TikTok about things that are and aren't worth it, like cutting through the bullshit and the being ripped off and the being totally duped. I mean, I want you to really understand that an influencer is influencing you. So. The reason I started doing all these beauty comparisons and videos and just cutting through and letting people know that in most cases drugstore makeup gets you there just as as well as um, as high end department store makeup. Um, but so these influencers that are also talking to a young audience and they are young too. They're young people talking to a varied audience. Sorry. So every product. Oh my god! Look at the glow. Can you believe? You know. And it's almost like this weird addiction where there's a commercial on every single second that you're watching about this thing that can make you more beautiful and glow better. And it's amazing. And it's like pizza. This pizza's good. That pizza's good. The other pizza's good. All the pizza's good. Put them next to each other. Buy the, Get the best pizza pizza, but you don't need all of it. So these influencers are being paid. And even if they're not being directly paid where it doesn't say sponsored, post, or partner, they're being paid in other ways by being sent product or they're being paid for something else a campaign that you did six months ago and you're waiting for them to give you another campaign so you're doing it this way but they're influencers and god love them they're making money but we have to be more savvy so what i realized was that it's a different land on tiktok with influencers so um i don't i know Tank, since she's been on the show and um I know that a while back during COVID, she, I guess, was talking to her followers about her breakup. I don't know if she was crying, but she was upset about it. And I know I heard that. Like, I just know that that's in my background, but I thought, and that's like how she connected. And um, I was flipping through and I saw this other makeup influencer crying to her fans she's depressed she's lonely and she's told her fans before that she has gained weight and been depressed and been low and it's a young young girl and now she's crying and she's home and she's talking about she's not being present and she's recording all the time and she's posting all the time and it's not that she's not that present it can be lonely and of course all these people are saying like we're with you we love you and all that and these people just like the people listening just the people like the people on my my social media are there for me they're amazing but if I do something terrible, you know, they're, they're going to cancel me. Like they're not, it's not Paul. It's not Bryn where like I could do something, you know, outrageous and they would still be there for me and forgive me. And it's not even this. And these, these are such loyal and dedicated fans that have made these influencers. Um, And there was another woman, a similar story. I saw her looking into the, to the, to the, to the phone and crying and saying like, why do you feel so alone when you have so many people that love you? And I'm watching this theme of many people like sort of really emoting into their devices to us, to to followers. And I'm thinking it's amazing that people have people to talk to. Because let's say you're alone. You know, there are women who've messaged me on social media, felt very lonely. And I've said back, like, listen, you're not alone. And it's great to have these people that love you and support you but there's this addiction to this social media and communicating to these people um, that make you feel good about everything um and you're connecting less i think with the people in your actual life and a lot of these influencers are saying that they're posting all the time and they feel like it's an addiction and they don't take days off because i think that they wanted, you know, that this, this is feeding them in some way. And I wonder if there's a thing like toxic, like toxic, like it's okay to be loved and it's okay to connect with people. But like, you know, they're not necessarily licensed therapists and you're really like maybe detracting from other people in your life that you could be talking to or professional help. And there's just something there. There's some line there where to me, I'm thinking, wow, these people are actually crying, major crying, like low, like depressed. And I have had very sad thoughts and I was very low and telling, you know, us, the followers or the fans. And I'm thinking, you know, where's your partner? Where's your sister? Like, are you connecting with them? Are you connecting with us and not connecting with people in your life that, you know, aren't just feeding you in this way, in this, in this fame way? Cause this is like TikTok fame, you know, which is very, uh, consumable and constant and it's uh it's addictive people are addicted people are scrolling and like watching a bunch of stuff and getting in these holes for hours so it's not just people that are watching they're getting in these holes I think that the people that are posting are getting in these holes too they're addicted to the posting and that connection and they're being fed by the followers so what happens you know when the followers go cold and I've spoken to some people who've had things go wrong and who've had you know cancellations and they've felt truly hurt by these followers that they don't personally know when they abandon them when they do something and get canceled. So I just don't know what you think about that whole circle. You know, you're you're treating these followers as actual family and then if these followers unfollow you because of something that you do that they're disappointed in, you go way way lower. Um, you're not spending as much time with your own family and friends and relationships as you are with these followers. And is that healthy or is that toxic? And I feel for these, I feel for these influencers who have received fame and adoration so young. So it's feeding them, um, in a way that they feel like they have to keep it up because being on a social platform like TikTok means it's a constant creating and and, 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 being competitive and keeping up with other people. So it seems a li- it seems like, you know, on the fringe, it seems a little scary. I've seen a theme and a pattern of influencers that have a lot of followers that they're really connecting with. I've seen a pattern of these influencers really confiding on a very deep emotional level about depression and bipolar and real serious issues. And I'm seeing them feel... Avoid, and I'm seeing them feel a void that maybe they feel with or without this app, but about that they have to keep up. They have to keep up in doing this. And so much so that other influencers are writing back to them. So I feel for them. Drew Barrymore, who has a daytime talk show, The Land of Your Lipstick is Too Bright, Your Cleavage Is Too Low, Your Skirt Is Too Short. You have too many white guests on, you have too many black guests on. You are talking about flowers too much. You didn't make enough spinach souffle and when we come back and after the break and up with Clorox, and they are literally, it is a hard job they make look easy. But you are an actual fucking crossing guard in look, kids, there's Big Ben Parliament. Like it's endless, okay? You're on a fucking circle. Is, I don't know if that's Trafalgar Square. I think it is. I have no idea. Wherever Buckingham, pal. Like, wherever all, like, there's a it's a circle in London, and you're fucking traffic guard in there trying to tell people, you're a scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz. Your arm's going in 10 different directions. Talk show hosts. Everybody pulling you. Syndication talk shows. All the local markets have different feelings about what you should be doing, saying, whatever. God bless. Ellen, Oprah, Drew Barrymore, Wendy, Tamron Hall, all of them. God bless. It's not easy. So Drew Barrymore said about, that's why I wasn't built for daytime talk show life. Drew Barrymore said, Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial is a seven layer dip of insanity. Some fucking bots, some local markets, some people must've said to her, it's insensitive, whatever. Okay. It's a 12 layer dip of insanity. Okay. It's a 12-layer dip of insanity. This is a couple who chose to stay with one another when they got into a domestic argument on their honeymoon that resulted in bruising. And en route to Coachella, it was divulged that Amber Heard, as a practical joke, after a domestic argument with Johnny Depp, put feces in his bed as a good idea for a fucking practical joke. Let's do a Mad Lib next time. It is a... 47 layer dip of insanity. And Drew Barrymore has to apologize for her insensitivity and put out an, an apology. And it reminded me of all of these apologies that people have to say that are not what they really feel. So we've entered the land of fucking watered down celebrity society because nobody can have a thought. People will think I'm wrong for saying it's a 47 layer dip of insanity, making fun of insanity. I'm not. Okay. It's in the vernacular. You look, you're crazy. It doesn't mean I know that someone's crazy, that they're mentally ill, that I'm diagnosing them. You can't say anything. I'm saying uh, this trial is embarrassing to both of them, their families. It's, it's, it's 50 shades of crazy. And the bigger issue though, is inauthentic apologies. People become robots where they have to apologize for saying something that's not, you say something racist that you didn't know what it meant, you apologize and you likely mean it. You say something transphobic and you didn't understand what you were saying, you apologize and you you likely mean it. You say that the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case is, 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 is a seven-layer dip of insanity. I don't know why you have to apologize. Like, everybody doesn't have to apologize because a bunch of people said you have to apologize. If you think you really did something wrong, like... We can't just get canceled for everything we say. We're getting watered down. We're getting like wrapped in cotton. It's too synthetic. It's too bullshit. It's just, oh my God, everyone just has to rush to apologize. And and why do we want inauthentic apologies? Like I'm not speaking for Drew Barrymore. Maybe she was from the depth of her soul apologizing, but I doubt it because what she said wasn't really that bad. And I just think that so many people are being forced to apologize to make people feel better. And are we just getting placated? Like if, you're, if your partner apologizes, but you know they didn't really mean it, they did it because you told them to apologize, is that good? Like, do we just want like these false apologies because we told someone they had to apologize? I don't know, I just don't like it. It feels insincere and it feels like every day we're holding someone to the point where they must apologize about something that might not be that bad. Um, all right, so anyway, watch that and see if I'm too crazy about it, but I don't think seven layers, it's a 20. I think me saying it's a 47 layer dip is a fact. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor
1: at Right Rug Flooring.